cello. Celloist. Celloingist. 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 Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Since this is a cesspool for spoilers, this week we'll be talking all about the movie The Perfection, so if you haven't seen that and you don't want it spoiled, tune out and tune back in when you have seen it. For other spoiler timestamps, check out our Instagram and Twitter at WeExplainMovies. This is how it's going to go. We're going to start with movies that we watched this week, move on to some movie-related questions, followed by the explanation, and close out with some recommendations and watch list items. But first... But first... We must introduce guest number two on the podcast ever! (laughs) No! (laughs) This is Jillian. This is my best friend from high school, and she is here for Comic-Con, so woot woot! You can't see, but I waved at the microphone. She actually did, like, a raise the roof symbol with her uh, Star Wars cup in hand. And now I'm lighting the room on fire. (laughs) She's also dressed like a raver. She's got glow sticks. She's (laughs) She's now killing villas with a chainsaw. Dory, is that a Muppet Baby tattoo? (laughs) Okay, that's tattoo from the Muppet Babies. (laughs) She's also an avid listener, so thank you for listening. Of course. Mm-hmm. Such a pleasure to have you. Yes, every week we get one download and it comes. <laughs> <laughs> My thing, so you mean one thousand? Oh, yeah. yes. If you're listening right, right now, now thousand accounts that I made. <laughs> thousand accounts you made. So That's what a good friend she is. <laughs> thank you to Jillian and you, dear listener. Thank you to for... Jillian and Julian and Gulian and Ilian. Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> Gillian Flynn, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Um, what did you guys watch this week? Should we start with Jillian? Yeah, yeah. Jillian, what did you watch this week? Uh, Kayleen and I watched It, because I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. It. <laughs> never seen It. It. Yeah. It 2017. Yes. Yeah. Did you uh, like it? So far, yeah. We didn't get to finish we're it We're going to finish it tonight, probs, if we're feeling frisky. You know, <laughs> we're going to be staying up late if we do. Corny yeah. just offered to have us watch that the other day, and we didn't get to. But... I offered the old one. Oh, is that what you were offering? Oh, wait, you sounded excited. <laughs> I thought that you yeah. were, I thought you were no, saying. No, I had the 90s one ready. Oh. The Tim Carrey one. loaded, ready to go. Which I saw when I was eight years old for some reason. That's right behind you, Julian. That's definitely the age when you should be watching it. Yeah. I think that's the age when most people our age watched it. People, like, yeah. everyone I know is scarred a little bit from that movie. I remember one time it came on TV and I watched part of it, like, because I was trying to be dangerous and then I was like, too scary. <laughs> and I changed it. <laughs> And it was, like, in secret. How would you say this one compares? Do you like this one? Um, so, I think that the old one scared me more because I was so young, but, like, if I were to go back and watch it, it would be ridiculous. Uh, this one so far has just been kind of, like, there's been a few scares, but it's been slow. It's been mostly funny. Also, I laughed at one of the scares. When the, with the, with the no head thing comes down the stairs at the library. Oh, egg boy. That part was hilarious. And the, the, the... (laughs) Yeah, it just stands there the until it gets like right there. I'm like, if you saw something with no head coming for you, you would run faster before that. Like, Not wait for it to go. The second boy. you saw it, yeah. And we were saying, we were saying like, what was it's as if he stood there to be like, maybe he's harmless. Like, like he was gonna come and be like, nearly. Hey, do you know where the nonfiction section is? Yeah. <laughs> do you know where my head is? Ben, yeah. Ben cares too much about the research. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you are. <laughs> 
Um, we were also talking about how dramatic the music is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. every time that there's a scare, they really try to make you think it's scary. Well, the like, music is crazy dramatic. There's that dramatic. part where, like, the picture falls, and I wouldn't have thought that was, like, that scary, but the music made it seem like, oh, this is gonna be a big scare, not just, like, he tried to fix the painting and it fell off the wall. It was, like, scary <laughs> painting music. <laughs> it's louder! <laughs> I definitely do feel like that one was made more for kids. And yeah, chapter one. I, I was mean, disappointed yeah. by that. Hopefully, chapter two will be super scary. Uh, what else? That, that's the only movie that I watched this week, you guys. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I gotta milk this. This is me, Kayleen. Now I stole it from Jillian. <laughs> um, but we were also talking, or no, we weren't talking about this. But I was just thinking, watching it now because I not that long ago watched Shazam, and obviously I'm watching season three of Stranger Things right now. And it was weird watching it chapter one because those two, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer mm-hmm. and Finn Wolfhard, I'm like, you guys are such babies. Mm-hmm. Like Jack's voice is a baby's voice. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's mommy. Crazy. <laughs> it's really cute though. I'm ready for the second one. Me too. Yeah. Me too. She's so is Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time Bill every, Hader. every time Bill Finn Wolfhard's character talks, I'm like, I'm so excited for Bill Hader. Yeah, she does say that. <laughs> I love oh, him. me too. Yeah. Uh, what else did you watch this week, Jillian? Um, not by my own choice, but I rewatched both National Treasure movies. Nice. <laughs> with, with your dad? No, uh, so I was setting up for a bridal shower, and we were, like, waiting for people to get there with decorations, and it was on TV, and we waited a really long time, and it, like, played the first one, and we are like, oh, this, what a classic, let's watch it while yeah. we wait. <laughs> classic. And then, like, right it when it is. ended the second one. It is a one, classic, I agree. Right, but right when it ended, the second one started. And I was like, guess we're watching Guess it. we're watching the second one, too, even though it's not as good. You remember mm. when, I was like, you remember what the plot of this one is? And they're like, doesn't it have to do with Mount Rushmore? I was like, and he kidnaps the president. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to steal the president. <laughs> um, guys, I would just like this to be on air because this is something I say to people often. <laughs> have I ever told you guys my beef with National Treasure 2? How could you pause? Oh, no. two? Go yeah. ahead. What is your beef? Carry on. There's lots you, of beef. So you know how I I was like, with one? Get out of my home. In National Treasure 1, there's a joke at the end. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the joke is? Is it what Riley says? It's it's with Riley. Riley's in the car, and he's driving away. He says something about how they could have gotten more money, and Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage makes a joke about how the next time they find a treasure that changes history, Riley gets to call the shots. Oh, hey, what's National Treasure 2 all about? And who doesn't get to call the shots? Riley. Did they get his Corvette back at the end from the president, which isn't a weird use of his power at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I was doing other stuff. I mean, National Treasure 1 and 2, it's a good classic movie. (laughs) It's classic. I'm ready to go whenever. Go. Because I've got some wholesome watches, guys. Ooh, wholesome. Honestly, everything I watched was just a heartwarming fun time. Aww. To start, I beckoned Kimmy to watch recently. Uh, <gasps> oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I forgot almost. Yeah. So Kimmy was in her room, and I, uh, on the phone, and I put on a movie, and she came out here, and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, you're going to sit down, and you're going to watch this with me. And I was ten minutes deep into this documentary called Pick of the Litter. Please go watch it right now. <laughs> it is, is it about, about adopting animals? It no. is a it is the journey of five puppies on their quest to become guide dogs for the blind. <laughs> oh my god. It was like the best thing that I needed that day. It was Aww. so special. Aww. 
Just close-ups of puppies. <laughs> People loving the puppies. It. People, like, on their journey to... Because there's a, an incredibly long wait list to become somebody who is blind with a guide dog. So there's mm. so many blind people who are using canes as they're waiting for guide dogs. And then there are so many people raising up these purebred guide dog labs. But they have to be the exact right kind. They can't, you know, lunge for things at wrong times. They oh. can't be easily distracted. It's and really so, strict. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, that makes it's sense. like a... A success rate of, I think, like 40% or even less than that. Mm. Um, and so we start with five guide dogs, and it's like you're just like rooting for all of them and watching them on their journey and, and seeing, <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. It it's really so special. Yeah. yeah. And um, other things I watched, and I'm, I'm really excited about this one, I watched Fighting with My Family. Ah, Florence! Oh, Florence, indeed. Was I even good? paid for it, so y'all can watch it whenever you want. Cool. I own it now. Loved it. Wow, Uh, that's surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but it is a fun, feel-good, go Florence, go. I finally learned who Lena Headey is. (laughs) (laughs) How did you not know who Lena Headey is? Because I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch it either, but I know who she is. You don't watch Purge religiously? (laughs) She's in the Purge. She's not in the first Purge. (laughs) Kimmy has mentioned Lena Headey at least three times on this podcast, and every time I just nod and smile. (laughs) And I was watching, and I was like, you're Lena (laughs) It all makes sense. Uh, Yeah, and it was written and directed by the creator of the original Office, and Florence is just a gift to humanity, and uh, it was, I, I don't care for wrestling even kind of yeah. but watching it and getting on her side and being immersed in that world oh so good cool fighting with my family watch it. i was very on the fence when i watched the previews it looked like it could go either way either be like really heartwarming or really bad um and seeing that trailer a bunch of times in theaters i was like yeah that looks good i would like to go see it but uh being that it was never at an amc which is what we mm-hmm. get free passes to i didn't seek it out, and then when Midsummer came out, which I really liked, uh, <laughs> I had no idea that Florence Pugh was the same girl. Yeah. She is so versatile. She yeah. is such a chameleon. She camouflages herself so well. I had no idea that was her in Fight My Family. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Adored it. Watch it. Awesome. Uh, That's exciting. Thing, I would like to watch that. Yeah. Last thing I watched was uh, In a Hotel. I watched The Lion King. Aww. Aww. The, okay, I was like, the wait, original, when one's not original, out, how would you? Right? Yeah. The original. Cool. So you got to listen to Be Prepared, which I heard they cut out of the new one. Ooh. Which is... Wait, they the, cut Be Prepared out of the new the one? The song, yeah. Why would they do that? Because they <laughs> hate me. making the saddest eyes right <laughs> Because now. they want me to suffer. I'm honestly very concerned about it. I trust Jon Favreau, but I'm very I'm concerned excited. about I saw the a clip of it, and it sounds really funny. I, I saw a clip that was on, um, so Childish Gambino was on, uh, like an interview. Kimmel, where he was wearing the. Yeah, and they showed a clip from the movie, and the clip made me concerned. Oh, (laughs) really? Because they were like, the the animals were dancing around singing, and I was like, none of their mouths are moving. Their mouths are moving. They were, but like the way that like puppets' mouths move. <laughs> yeah, I'm concerned. The only thing that didn't concern me is that I went to Disneyland this weekend. That's where it was playing in the hotel. Oh. Um, and I love The Lion King so much. Yeah. And so uh, there is so much merch right now for The Ooh. Lion King that I am just stoked. Do you on. have a picture you're this about to show? This is a picture us? of me at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. 
I already own three Lion King shirts. Oh, oh my gosh, nice. So so yeah, I feel so like cool. more merch is just dangerous. I bought... Uh, it's like ears. Yeah, I bought... It's a headband. I bought a Simba oh. headband. I bought a patch. I bought a Simba necklace of the drawing that Rafiki does. Mm. Um, so I was just on cloud nine. Those cool. Are my thoughts. That's yeah. a nice one to watch. Yeah, last up, Kimmy. I watched a movie this week, you guys. Oh <laughs> I watched one by That's myself. I did it. I've seen one movie. <laughs> it wasn't a TV show. It was a real movie, a feature film. I'm pretty stoked on it. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, I'm not stoked on the movie, unfortunately, oh. but I'm stoked that I participated. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um, it's actually a film that I've had on my watch list for a really long time. I watched um, Damsel. The Damsel. Oh! Mm-hmm. oh without yeah. me? With that? Mia Wasikowska and Robert Pattinson, and it's like the oh. West. It's like Pioneer Times, right? I do recall. Uh, yeah, pretty disappointed. Oh. <laughs> I actually really like the idea that they were going for, so you guys, you really don't need to watch it. I'll spoil it for you, okay? Wait. No, I, you, you don't <laughs> want to watch it. You're, you're going to hate it. I promise. Here's how it goes. Do you promise? Look at her sad face. I, I seriously promise. Like, <laughs> it's no, getting sadder, <laughs> listeners. It's getting like really Kimmy. sad. No. It's, but, I mean, you know basically the story if you've seen the trailer. So I don't Ro- remember it at all. Robert Pattinson is there in the West in love with Mia Wasikowska, and his whole journey is to go propose to her. She's the love of his life, right? And when he gets there, it turns out that he's mistaken and he misread like all of her signals, and he was pursuing her for all the wrong reasons. And she um, dismisses his proposal because she was actually in love with the person that he said was her kidnapper, right? And then Robert Pattinson is, is kills himself and for in the middle of the movie. Oh, I'm mad. And so the f- whole first half is Robert Pattinson, and the whole second half is Mia Wasikowska. I don't want to watch that. And um, so so it, he's not in half the movie. He's in the first half. Yeah, and he's not in the second half. Yeah. yeah. And same with her. She's not in the first half, and she's in the second oh. half. Oh. So we only see them interact for a scene. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yes. It's and like the last five years. That's what that I was <laughs> so the, the idea is really funny because the movie is called Damsel, and what happens is everyone, every male character, there's no other female characters in the movie. It's all male characters, and they keep offering her proposals. So you and I are both making the same skeptical, <laughs> frowny face. We're so, like, <laughs> so Bechtel test? <laughs> no, it doesn't pass Bechtel okay. test, no. Bechtel test? <laughs> um, unless, like, one of the horses is a female. <laughs> Shut up, don't even. Don't denigrate the Bechtel test to that. Um, the horses have names. Every they single talk to each other. important male character in the film offers her, like, a proposal of marriage, and she just kind of sits there and lets them propose, and then she beats them all with, like, a butt of their, her gun. What? You know? And she's like, I'm an independent woman. I don't want <laughs> to be Tuesday. with you. And um, that just, like, keeps happening. And every and in between, every other proposal is just, like, long shots of them kind of, like, going along through the West. What's and the point of this movie? Is that she's not a damsel, <laughs> I oh. suppose. Okay. And it and um yeah, she had her like ride off into the sunset on her horse by herself. She does her female horse. Yeah, her female no. horse. Female horse. She does. It's the very last guy. Been through the whole thing. Um, he's like a preacher. He's like a really shitty preacher. And and it's the very last moment of the film. And he says, "Wait, we've been through all this. All I've been trying to do is have a fresh start. And I want to have my fresh start with a woman like you. Please accept my proposal of marriage." And she gets off her horse and she comes over and she 
beats him with her gun and says, no. He's like, all I'm looking for is happiness. And she says, oh, you think that you're exclu exclusive in that journey? And she gets back up on her horse and leaves. Does she say, I'm no damsel? No. <laughs> Does the word damsel get said multiple no. times? No. Does the one line that the horse has, is it nays the word damsel? Oh yeah, the horse no. goes, damsel. <laughs> is that the end credit scene that you maybe didn't say for? <laughs> but he says like, damn, like he emphasizes, he goes, damsel. <laughs> Her name is Zell. <laughs> damsel. I think we should remake this movie. <laughs> so what I'm getting at is that. That was our mini-sode on damsel. What I'm getting at is that I I liked the premise of what was what they were intending to do with yeah. the film. Mm -hmm. I like the juxtaposition. I think it's ironic, um, but it was just like areas of like really long uh, shots where nothing was happening. Which I kind of get like why they were doing that. They're like that is what the Pioneer West was like. Not a lot was going on. You know? <laughs> I don't want that in my life. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I don't think that there needs to be a movie about this in this way. There's this one part where um, Robert Pattinson pulls out his guitar and he's like, I wrote a song for um, Penelope when I'm going to propose to her. I'm going to sing it right after. It's called Honey Bun. Would you like to hear it? So he starts playing and the first verse has like two sentences and then he just says, sings Honey Bun like, 60 times just the word honey bun yeah he's like you're my honey bun my honey bun you're my honey bun my honey bun it's <laughs> like over and over and and i'm like i i think that this is supposed to be funny what if this movie's hysterical but because you hate comedy so much you're Probably. like i don't get it well i feel like this is the kind of comedy that i'm supposed to like but it's like yeah it was just like not quite catching it i don't know uh, well, anyways, you guys want to hear these questions? <laughs> okay. Awesome. The first question is, what do you think is the best or worst Netflix original movie? So pretty much if you're head over heels about one, let us know. Or if you hate something and want to gripe about it, let us know. If you want to do both instead of honorable mentions, you knock yourself out. Sweet. Because, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, best or worst Netflix original film. Cool. I love that question because it still makes me not know your opinions on this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? You could have loved it or you could have hated it or you could have been in the middle. It's also because we uh, we originally were thinking that the only two questions we would ask would be, number one, what's your favorite? Number two, what's your least favorite? Mm, um, gotcha. But then we, then we turned our brains on. We got a, we got a little deeper. Cool. Anyone want to start? Go, Go for it, guest. I, I want to start because I've only seen three Netflix original movies. Great. So I'm glad that you didn't make it two separate questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, given the choice between these three. <laughs> yeah, we like I was looking through the list when I saw the question. I was looking through the list of like Netflix movies, and I was like, I I've heard of a lot of these, and I want to watch them. I just haven't gotten to any of them. Uh, so I'm gonna say my favorite is Set It Up because that's oh, one that I've right? seen. And I have a huge crush on Lucy Liu, so obviously I'm going to like that. I was yeah, nervous like, you were going to say the boy. <laughs> we were no. like, there's so many women to pick from. No. <laughs> um, Dude, what boy? Glenn, the one from Scream Queens? That one. I don't like him. No. So I was like, Juliet. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Lucy and, Liu, and, how old is she? She's so She is hot. infinite. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. She's she the whole reason age. I watch Elementary is to see her in suits. I've, oh. 
<laughs> I have watched a few episodes of that because I was like, I want to see what Lucy Liu is like in this, and I liked it. She's cool. blonde in the newest season. Ooh, I Ooh. like that it's still going too. Yeah. Good for oh. it's it's on its last season. A queen. Yeah, it's a good show. But yeah, so set it up. I really like romantic comedies. I know you don't. She's <laughs> <laughs> pointing at Kimmy. Sorry. Yeah. She's pointing um, at Kiki. Yeah, just because I like movies where I like don't have to feel. Like, bad. <laughs> like, like, when I get home from work or whatever, I'm like, I just don't want to, like, have to think. I just want to, like, let it go and, like, let the emotions take over. So I really like romantic comedies. Take me out of reality, please. Yeah. Um, and then the other two movies... What is your life like? I'm worried about you. <laughs> I, I put with, those words to I Jillian deal now. with sixth graders all day. What would your life be They're so mean. <laughs> not even to me, just to each other. Sixth grade is a mean age. Yeah. Sixth and seventh, like, ugh. But yeah, so Set It Up was good. And then the other two Netflix originals I'd seen are also romantic comedies, but those were about, like, teenagers, so I couldn't really relate Was it Sierra Burgess is a Loser and no, To All the Boys I've Loved Before? It was To All the Boys <laughs> I Loved Before. It was To All the Boys I Loved Before and Alex Strangelove. I didn't go next. Yeah. Um, I, I did both. Uh, I don't oh, have to that's talk fun. About, I don't have to talk about them for too long, but... The first one is, the one that I think is the best, is I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. I knew you were going to fucking steal that from me. (laughs) (laughs) We watched it together and it was beautiful. And what's funny is I feel like that's in my mind a Kayleen movie. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just out of all the ones that I've seen, I think that that one's the best so far. You're stupid, dumb boy. (laughs) I'm sorry, folks. Who's who's your stupid boy? Elijah Wood, who is not dumb or stupid Who's not Gollum? My sister met him at a gas station once. Wow. <laughs> Lucky girl. Sorry, continue though. Sorry. Oh, I didn't really have anything else to say about that movie. You don't have ne- more to it's say? It's your favorite of Netflix and you don't have anything to say? Yeah, it was a good movie. It's, it's... <laughs> Tell me what it's about. I've never seen it. Oh, uh, it's, it. it's complicated because it you think it's going to be one movie and then it turns out to be something totally it's different. It's very Coen Brothers. Yeah, it it's is. It's not a Coen Brothers film, but it's It kind of feels really like feels that. Like a Fargo it's just these wacky movie. people who find each other and then it turns into like a heist. And they're they're like they're it's very like Big Lebowski where their characters in over their heads. They yeah. don't know what they're in for and they're kind of just on this journey and they didn't know each other before. Yeah. It's like these two strangers at odds together in this crazy journey that they don't know how they got in. Elijah Wood plays this awesome, like, He's one hysterical. of those, like, tropey characters, like, who wears, who has, like, a long ponytail. It's a rat tail. A rat tail. That goes I down to, like, his butt. I cannot picture it. Goes it goes to, like, his butt. And he, like... <laughs> Cut off t-shirts. Cut off t-shirts. He, like, lifts weights in his backyard. He has, like, nunchucks. He, like... Yes. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, one of those tropey characters. It's a really great character. And um, uh, and then the the one I picked for the worst is I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. That's so funny because I thought of that. Yeah, okay. such a long title. Yeah, they, they have similar titles. Yeah, I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House... It's, it's not even, that's... isn't there a longer, isn't it longer than that? No, it's, I it's looked that. it up, yeah. Really? I, I, at first I thought it was uh, in the attic, but it's not, it's just it's the house. house. The pretty thing that lives in the house? Yeah, no, I am. not as specific as the attic. <laughs> I am the pretty room. thing that lives in the house. I am the pretty thing that lives in this room, <laughs> in up the this... stairs and to the left. 
It's like specific behind behind the boxes you don't go in anymore. The it's, door has a red handle. <laughs> you can hear the shower in the bathroom turn on through the walls. Guys, is that a follow boy song? If you hit the bathroom, you've gone too far. <laughs> it's like Ruth I Wilson. I don't have a walk-in closet. It's Ruth Wilson, and we watched it on Halloween, and we were like, you guys, it's going to be, it's Halloween. We thought it was going to be lit. It's going to be so fucking scary. Everyone's promoting it on Netflix. And I was like, like, why are we still watching this? Why are we still watching this? Nothing has been scary. We're watching women, like, walk aimlessly through houses. I don't understand. I don't even know what it's about. We all got tired afterward and went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> it was really like Halloween, sad. for fuck's sake. Happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Those pretty... are my answers. Yeah. That's a good one. I do remember, like, we got home We were from, so hyped. We went to the haunted house that was dope as hell, and we yeah. were all hyped from the adrenaline, and we're like, let's watch something scary as fuck. Yeah. And it was not <laughs> at all. No. I can go next. Sure. What I think is the best, and I mean... I don't know that it is. There's there's a lot that are good. There's a lot that are bad. Netflix really, yeah. th- nothing they do is like 10 out of 10 in my book. But what I would choose is Gerald's Game. I just, I thought it was so well done in that Mike Flanagan guy is like really creeping up on me. Um, I was not a fan of that movie Hush. Mm. Um, but then, you know, Haunting of Hill House and Gerald's Game. He okay, fa- he Haunting found of his Hill stride. House. I was like, why does yeah. Mike Flanagan sound familiar? That's why. He okay. really found his stride, and he's got something else coming out that I'm really excited about. But Gerald's Game, I think it's psychological, it's torturous, it's got a lot to it. There's mm-hmm. layers. Yeah. I like the bit that I watched with you. It was horrifying, though. Yeah. Yeah, the dog part was gross. It gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to say my honorable mention second because I want to, like, piggyback off of Kimmy because my real answer is, um, I, what is it, I don't feel at home in this world anymore? Yeah, something like that. Yes, uh, that's something along those lines. So either have I don't feel at home in this world titles anymore. titles or, like, the longest titles ever. <laughs> yeah, so it was a while ago that we watched it. I don't remember all the details, but I just remember thinking while we were watching it, it was such a weird experience, too, because we watched it and it was such a unique movie just, I knew nothing about it, and we started it, and the whole ride was really fun. It, in a way, kind of feels like, I guess, the vibe at the end of Green Room for me, when the two, the mm. two people are, you know, like, the whole, all of the cinematography and the setting and the, the relationship of the characters in the end of that movie kind of reminds me of that whole vibe of Just this a one. big collision and kind of like an yeah. all nothing fight. I really enjoyed it, and then I kind of forgot about it. It was like this weird enigma where sometimes I'll just randomly remember bits of it. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like that, I don't know, it's almost like a dream. It was great, and I <laughs> loved it. More people should watch that one. Totally. Yeah. I would love to watch that again someday. I'm going to watch it now. You cause... should. <laughs> great recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my honorable mention is for the documentary, The Love Me When I'm Dead. I've talked about it briefly ages and ages ago on this podcast, like episode one. It's a documentary about Orson Welles. And um, it's mostly about his making of the movie The Other Side of the Wind, which he never got to finish in his life, which was then later finished after he had passed and is on Netflix. And I add that to my watch list ages ago. Still haven't watched it, but I need to. Uh, But the documentary was amazing. And they're kind of companion films that you should really be watching together. But I just loved it. And I really don't know all that much about Orson Welles. But it really made me appreciate him as a filmmaker and as a guy. And even though he just has one of those personalities where he seems very, like, a lot of people are going to be rubbed the wrong way by him. But once you really get to know him, he's got such a kind soul 
and there's this bit at the end where you get to see him laughing in response to a joke that somebody made, and it's one of the last things that was ever filmed of him, and his friends were just so... They have this whole thing in the end of the documentary where they talk about how they never saw him laugh like that and that it really captured what he was like as a person. And they were just so happy they got that before he passed. So sweet. And it, like, made me cry. <laughs> but <laughs> it was beautiful. And I really recommend that documentary. And I need to go see The Other Side of the Wind one day so that I can recommend or not recommend that. I'd like to watch both of those. Yeah. All right, final question before we get into the perfection we, it took a lot for us to come up with a question that was non-spoilerific. Yeah. yeah, so here we go. What is a film you love about a prodigy? Either in the stages of them being a child or after they have grown up. Prodigy films. I could only think of one when we were doing this earlier. I, It's the movie Gifted. Oh, I loved Chris that. Chris Evans, yeah. Uh, I really liked it too. I also really liked how Chris Evans and... Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate started dating after that movie. Yeah. I was really sad when they broke up. Oh, sad. She, <laughs> I, I didn't know she was in that. Yeah, she, so she's the teacher of his niece Aww. that he's, like, the guardian yeah. of. The gifted one? Yes, and she's, like, <laughs> hella smart at math, and Jenny Slate's like, hey, this isn't normal. Hey, this math she's doing, hella she smart. Sh- she should go to this special school for smart people. It's called college. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was, like, a private school for, like, gifted kids or something, and Chris... Evans' character. His name is Frank in the movie, and I hate it. Frank? Oh, yeah. I hate the name Frank for him. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit him. Yeah, no, so I'm just, I will always just call him Chris Evans. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but so, yeah, he, like, doesn't want her to go because, like, it was against the wishes of her mom when she died. Oh. Like, his sister. And then, like, his mom comes and tries to take custody. Does and like, she want thing. to go? Yeah, so she's, like, a crazy person. <laughs> like, she's super mean and, like, cold. And, the like, niece? No, no, no. She's, no. No, I mean, does the she, niece no, want to go to smart school? Go. She doesn't. Okay. She wants to, like, she wanted to be homeschooled at first. Gotcha. And he was making her go to public school, but gotcha. she started to make friends. Uh, but the the grandma was, like, super mean and, like, wants her to go to the smart people school. Mm. So she, like, battles him for custody. Because oh. he, she's, like, you're not, like, treating the needs of her right or oh. whatever. And then it's, like, this whole thing. And he, like, gets her back in the end, and it's, like, a big F you to the grandma about, like, what his sister left her when she died. When she died. Mm. It was a lot better than I expected. Yeah. yeah. Also, Octavia Spencer is in it as their neighbor and the girl's only friend <laughs> before school. <laughs> yeah, really? The girl just wants to hang out with Octavia Spencer. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> and, as we all do. And, and, like, learn from Octavia her. <laughs> I believe you mean ma. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, I've seen that. Have I, you really? Yeah. You was, saw the movie? Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> Give me. Okay, so this movie, I, I'm pretty sure that they say she's a prodigy in the movie, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. She might just be, like, really good. Mm. Um, my movie is Little Secrets. Does anybody know it? With Evan Rachel Wood? Yeah. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood and that kid from 7th Heaven and... Uh, <laughs> The blonde bowl cut. It's like... Simon. Not... Yeah. And it's not... (laughs) He's cute, you know? He's good looking. With the bowl cut? (laughs) Especially with the bowl cut. With the eyebrows. Little Secrets is like starring Evan Rachel Wood. And it's not really... She's a a violin prodigy. She plays violin really well. She's trying to get into like a really prestigious... Isn't that what... College. Isn't violin the perfection? Isn't that her instrument? Oh, Oh, this kid? Yes. What's his name? Oh, that kid! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, played by David Gallagher. Yeah, David Gallagher. So, um, but the thing is, 
all the kids in the neighborhood know her for being the secret keeper. And she has like kind of like lemonade stand type thing where all the kids can come and they pay her money to tell her their secrets so they can get it off their conscience. And oh. she's in charge of keeping the secrets and not telling anybody. And she falls off a roof. <laughs> and like but and so and secrets spill out of her brain <laughs> no and like the kid like goes on to audition for her at this famous school because she was unconscious or something like that i don't know it's a long time since i've seen it but i watched it a lot of times as a kid and i just remember it being really heartwarming and one of the first movies where i was like ouch you know emotions <laughs> Uh, that's the one I picked. It's really cool. good. Have you guys ever seen it? Yeah. I've never even heard of it. I, Ooh, I remember seeing like bits of it like mm-hmm. a really long time ago, but I don't think I've ever sat on it. I can picture the DVD cover perfectly. Oh, yeah, me too. Rachel she's like, going, <laughs> <laughs> they're both doing the same thing. Yeah. She's like doing a shush face, and then like... The boys are behind her. Boy, like, yeah, it's like a... Winky faces. Like yeah. a very early 2000s movie. Yeah, cover. yeah, definitely. You've seen the cover. Amazing. On like seven other different DVD covers. At uh, Hollywood Video at Blockbuster. 100%. At Blockbuster for sure. My choice, and this is one of those movies that I could watch again and again and again on VHS tape. Oh. Uh, it's Searching for Bobby Fischer, which I don't know if anyone knows or cares I, about. Nope. I, know that one. I don't know. It's just a young boy who is, like, grown up in New York, and it turns out that he is a chess prodigy. He watches men in the park playing chess one day, and then goes home and uses all of his Legos to create a, his own chess board, and... He tur- he's just a prodigy, and so, like, the idea, he, he keeps narrating it and talking about, like, what Bobby Fischer was like at that oh. age, and he um, eventually goes to, like, Ben Kingsley, his parents take him to Ben Kingsley, uh, who is, like, this renowned chess coach, and the goal is to make him uh, one of the youngest chess masters ever, like Bobby Fischer, and I just... <laughs> Like, it's one of those movies that you watch at the right time in your seven-year-old life, where all of a sudden I was like, I love chess! (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's a really good movie that's, like, heartwarming, and uh, I can still, like, quote it really well, and it's it's one of those movies that, like, the Paramount movies, where you would watch those uh, trailers for Paramount movies, and it would, did you you ever watch, like, a... VHS tape of a Paramount movie. Of course. Where it would And all the play stars the happy go days, around the mountain. But it would play the Happy Days theme song and it would be yeah. a montage of all Paramount movies. Totally, yeah. totally. Yes. Like Karina Karina and Popeye. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. And so that was one of them and I was, oh, it just. It, oh, that's it, nice. It gives me the feels. Aww. So, Searching for Bobby Fischer. I, I love, love that, that movie. Um, okay. Well, I have a hard time because what classifies these people as a prodigy versus just being smart. So I have three answers, and they're kind of all honorable mentions, so I'm just going to give them all, okay? The first one is mostly a joke, but The Shining. (laughs) He is a prodigy of Shining. He's a prodigy. He's a little kid. Halloran is a full-ass adult. Okay, next. (laughs) That's all she has to say. Um, I think I'll do this one next. Because I think it's more genius level is Goodwill Hunting, okay. because mm-hmm. he, you know, talks about how he's gotten his education just by reading books and how you don't need to pay for school and he can just learn it all this way. But obviously, not everybody has the capacity to learn like that. So I imagine he probably has always had this, but we don't know really anything he's about him as like a kid. Photographic memory. Yeah. Yeah. So Prodigy. Also, that's definitely my favorite movie on this list. Obviously, it's a classic, and if you haven't seen it, that's a big shame. 
Um, <laughs> go see it. You're getting Kimmy level shame filled. <laughs> that's unfortunate. That's, that's unfortunate. And how do you like I those apples? Sorry. Oh, you don't because you haven't seen. Kimmy oh, you watching. don't know what apples are. <laughs> that's shameful. <laughs> eat an apple. Okay. I need a T-shirt <laughs> that says "Eat an apple." Eat an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the bag it says, "That's unfortunate." Yeah. Period. Uh, and then my. Number one answer, because I think it's the most fitting out of the three and also a dope movie, is Whiplash. Yeah. Okay, that was going to be my honorable yeah. mention. And then I was like, he's too old, though. And I, But that's why that's yeah. a fair honorable mention, and you're mentioning it like, as one of the three. So because I it's almost like, made it one, but for time's sake, I was like, no honorable mention. Yeah, see, the problem here is that, you know, everyone in this program is like that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But then again... That is just kind of how it is in life. A lot of the most talented people get gathered around the world, so it's not to say he isn't a prodigy, and he's still really young. He's like 20. I love that his uh, girlfriend that he goes out with in that movie, he's telling her, like, what school he goes to, and she's like, I've never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're big in this one little field, and and no one else knows about it. And it's so niche that if you, you have to be so good to even kind of get anywhere. Because even the people who are in this program, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it big. It's such a small community that you have to be, like, more excellent than any other person at any other job to become anything, really. You get hit by a semi-truck and then still make it to your concert. Exactly. <laughs> and then when he, when he gives you the wrong sheet music, you gotta still play. Spoilers for <laughs> That movie's so good. It's so good. Well, those are our questions, so now let's get into... The Perfection. We're going to start with you two. What do you think this movie is about? I think she has the tattoo on her shoulder, and that is the source of all their talent, and she's trying to take it from the other girl. (laughs) She has, like, a little music note tattoo, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So you watched the trailer. We did. We just watched it together today. I also saw her on Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, where they showed, like, the clip from the trailer with the bugs in the arm. Oh. And her only response is, whatever you think is happening there isn't what is happening. And so... Isn't I, or is? Isn't. Oh, okay. And so, I just... No, everything a Random prediction, because I don't know what's going to happen. So, the talent lies in the tattoo. Yep. If you rip it off the skin of another woman, you acquire it. <laughs> and I, think, I think it's more mystical than that. Okay. But... How do you tattoo. think you obtain the tattoo from the other I person? I don't know. I have to watch the movie to find out. <laughs> Touching? No. Eating? Maybe it has Licking. to do with the stupid bugs in the arm. I don't know. Okay, that's all music notes traveling on her arm. <laughs> it's the talent is being eaten by the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and the tattoo slowly disappears. Allison, uh, what's her last name? Williams. Williams. Allison Williams Brian is actually Williams raising a bunch of bugs and they're talent stealing bugs. So she makes them crawl in people's arms and then she eats them. Yeah. Yuck. Nailed it. <laughs> That's seriously your prediction? No, no, no. That's I, my prediction. Okay, so I'm thinking, so, I've seen this trailer once or twice, just like, wondering if I'm gonna watch it, and then once we decided to do it for this, I stopped. Jillian and I watched the trailer today. On this third watch, I had some different ideas. Because when we were looking up Prodigy movies, a movie that came up was Matilda, I'm thinking maybe it's got some kind of correlations to that in that we think the story is about her being a music prodigy, but really it's about her being some kind of magic prodigy, and she has superpowers, and she's messing with that girl's arm, or like messing with her mind to make her think there are bugs in her arm, then she says we gotta cut off your arm, 
I also, there's like one little clip where it implies that maybe she's been to an insane, insane asylum. There's like a clip of somebody's like strapped down in a hospital bed. So I'm thinking this chick's got some mental stuff or maybe because she has powers, people are trying to take it away from her or like, um, like shock treatment her. Uh, or maybe it's all in her brain, but I don't want to go that far. I would like these things to be real. Um, I also have this vibe, not that there was necessarily this shown in the trailer, but I feel like there's going to be weird sex stuff. Or she's going to use sex to kill... Or we hope that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Uh, I feel like she's going to use sex to kill people. Mm. Oh, yeah, like, I feel like there's going to be some, like, like a sex scene, but then, oh, you know, Gone Girl style. That's what I feel like. Uh, like, she's going to be fucking someone. Amy Elliott done into this. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's going to pull a knife out or something and kill him. Okay, so um, she's going to lure people to sex and That's what I think, yes. Obviously, she's obsessed with music to a dangerous degree, and at the end of the trailer, there's some, like, weird thing where somebody says she's... I feel like they said she's not ready or something, or they're testing her. you know what happens next. Yeah, that's what it is. You know what happens next. So I I don't know. I'm just really feeling magic, and I'm hoping, but I feel like, no, I'm hoping this movie has some metaphors for bigger things rather than just creep factor and gore or whatever this is going to hold. I hope it's, obviously, I'm not comparing it to this, but I hope it's more like an Ari Aster film where there's deeper meaning to things, but I feel like it won't be. Let's get into this. Okay. The movie. (laughs) Charlotte Wilmore is uh, the caretaker of her elderly, ailing mother, who is now dead. There are these establishing shots of her mother's pill bottles, as well as shots of Charlotte, young Charlotte, with her cello, kind of indicating that she was once a cellist. But now uh, it's this shot of Allison looking pretty plagued by life and adulthood, and also the effects of caring for your ailing mother. Her mother's open-eyed corpse is looking on her in in her, like, hospice bed, and Allison is sitting there in a chair, pretty stoic, just kind of gazing back at her. It's it's pretty eerie. Uh, what I don't like is there's these two women in the hallway adjacent to this scene giving us the worst exposition ever. Like, they're there they're to be narrators. They're literally whispering and gossip to, gossiping to each other while Allison is sitting in the next room, and they're like, incredible that she cared for her mother for 10 years. (laughs) Do you think she'll ever play again? She's so out of practice after caring for her mother for 10 years. Also, her name is this, and she's from this hometown. Can you believe that her mom was this many years old? Goodness, a once great cellist is now not a cellist after 10 years. Can you believe she doesn't currently play the cello like she doesn't anymore at all? That's the opening. (laughs) Okay. Okay. She gets on the phone, and before she calls, she kind of practices what she's going to say. She says, hey, Anton, Paloma, it's me. Oh, no, that wasn't right. Hey, Anton, Paloma, it's me. And she just, like, practices it a couple times. Finally, she gets it right, and she says, my mother finally died. If it's okay with you, I'd really like to come and join you in Shanghai. Then we're on our way to Shanghai. Mm. Now in Shanghai, uh, she arrives and they are so thrilled to have their golden child, Charlotte Wilmore, back. And they're hugging her and we're in Shanghai, um, kind of at like this swanky soiree. So this man, his name is Anton, he is introducing um, this competition they're having in Shanghai, this evening that they're hosting of watching these three very young cellists compete for a spot at his academy. It's called um, Back Off. 
Yeah, the Back Off Academy. Mm. Back Off? Back Off or something like that. And Anton is... He's kind of the head of the school. Okay. <laughs> he was... His name's um, Anton Back Off, so it's yeah. his school. Okay, okay. He's like um, Charlotte's mentor gotcha. back when she was... You know, a product. I just want to make sure that Anton and that guy are the same person. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think you know this man from anything. He's in the show I Zombie. I watched that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Courtney loves that. Season one villain, Max Rager. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Otherwise, Kayleen, white guy. (laughs) Super. (laughs) Honestly, his voice sounds a lot like Stanley Tucci, and he's kind of dressed like a Stanley Tucci with hair. And as he's. Lovely bones, got it. Introducing this. uh, No no beard. No beard. Glasses, yes. A scarf, yes. Uh, as he's more hipster. <laughs> very hipster. As he's introducing this evening, uh, he points out their current prodigy, or their current uh, star in the making. Her name is Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And is that uh, Logan Browning? Yes. Do you know her from something? Dear White People. Okay. Yeah. I saw the movie of that, and I'm glad there's a TV show now. Yes. But I haven't watched the TV show There was a movie yet. first? Yeah, yeah, and I really liked Tessa it. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. My girl. Crazy. She had a cameo in the TV show. Oh, so good. did Nolan Gerard Funk. <laughs> Shut up. He was a full character. Get out of here. He was a full character. Wasn't he only in one episode? Anything Nolan Gerard Funk is, a is, is a cameo because no one knows who he is. <laughs> All four of us do. <laughs> I only know who he is. Sadly, I, I do. <laughs> Alrighty. So he introduces Elizabeth. They're kind of eyeing each other. It looks pretty, you know, upper crust. They're trying to one-up each other, and uh, they're just eyeing each other. It's very elitist, but they're kind of saying stuff like, you really inspired me to be cello musician that I am today. Oh, well, you know, you're just so amazing, and so how could I not compliment you? And it's, But then they kind of turn out to kind of like each other. Anton actually invites Charlotte to be the second judge because they're oh. there to judge the young girls. To, okay. Um, so she's kind of like an impromptu judge, and they decide to sit next to each other during the concert competition. As they are, Elizabeth is whispering a lot of gossip into her ear about the parents of the cellist. It's really not that important. But then she kind of starts making really weird sexual comments to oh. her as well. Um, like personal, like you and me sexual comments? Hitting on her, Ooh. essentially, just... Dope. Really light. <laughs> but it's, it's I'm like off because and you're like, yeah. It's really second hand. Really they end up going, yeah, after this competition where they judge and Elizabeth says, that girl's going to win. And she points to the girl on the left and she says, she's got it. They go out onto the terrace and Charlotte is asking her, what are your plans coming up? And um, Elizabeth says, well, I'm actually planning on going on a vacation. I've been working for Back Off for so long, and I've just been doing press junkets all this time. I'm really ready for a vacation. I haven't been on one in ages and ages. It's going to be great. And Charlotte says, yeah, I can understand that because Back Off is, like, really intense. Have you ever thought about leaving? Because, you know, I know how it is. Elizabeth says, no, never. It's my home. Ooh, something we forgot. This movie is divided into acts. Oh. oh, fuck. Yeah, we forgot. This act is called The Mission. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Nary position. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's called The Mission. Nary position. <laughs> after they have this discussion on the terrace, uh, they go back inside and Anton starts pulls some strings and he's kind of like talking to the two of them and he says, you know what would be amazing for everyone here at this party 
is if the two of you played together. Knew it. And Charlotte is like, no way, I'm out of practice. It's been ten years since I'm not a prodigy, what? Uh, But he somehow finagles them both into doing it, uh, through which Elizabeth says something like, you'll play second string, I'll play first, it'll be great. So they do end up playing, and it's the two of them kind of sitting side by side with their cellos. They play an amazing piece. Everyone loves it. They go bananas. After they play cello together, they are walking through the lobby of this big building that they're in, and... One of the parents of the kids is kind of hunched over. He looks really sick, and he starts to throw up yellow stuff. It looks exactly like egg yolks. There's bugs in it. No, he's just throwing up. Oh, okay. And they're like, oh, geez, like... He kind of starts bleeding out of his nose, too. Oh, my. They're like, what's going on? What, what's wrong with that man? And some passersby say, well, there's kind of like an airborne sickness going around down in another area of the country. They were just there. That's probably what it is. And they're like, yikes, that doesn't sound very good. And then the two of them, they go and they, they dance. They go out on the town and they dance. Mm. And then they make out. And then they bang. Wow, that was quick. I got some sex right. In the evening, in the throes of their banging. Uh, they're, <laughs> wow. They're drinking a lot of Chinese vodka. And Ooh. it's it's so oh. strong that they're, they're making jokes and they're saying, like, you drink enough of this stuff, you'll be able to speak Mandarin. They get really drunk. Then in the morning when they wake up, Elizabeth is very hungover. And Charlotte is... Chilling, but Elizabeth is like, are you as hungover as I am? And Charlotte's like, oh, totally, like, so hungover, blah, blah, blah. She, Elizabeth gets up, and she's going to go to the bathroom, and Charlotte says, would you like some Advil? And so she gives her some Advil along with two bottles of mini vodka from the mini bar. And she's like, here are the dog, let's do this. Also, she's going to go with her on her travels. Mm -hmm. They talk about how they're going to go on this vacation together. They're going to slum it. It's going to be pretty gritty, you know, it's it's like get on a bus, that sort of travel, uh, just to get away from it all. Mm-hmm. They're headed that way. Um, Elizabeth is like, damn, dude, I'm feeling so bad. Like, Ugh. it's just like aching all over. I just feel like I'm going to throw up on this bu- bus. That would be like the last thing that I need. And Charlotte says, well, let's go get some food. That's probably what you need. And they go to like the shittiest Asian restaurant that you could probably ever do if you had a hangover. Ugh. It's like seafood slop. It looks really nasty in the bowl. Elizabeth is looking at it like it's vomit. It essentially is. <laughs> and um, Worse than the egg vomit. <laughs> it's like porridge vomit. Like gray vomit? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Charlotte jokingly comes over. She says, huh, this is like the worst idea in the world, right? Am I right? And... But I'm punch. They're I like, don't ever heard Allison of? <laughs> Let their- Classic Allison Williams. <laughs> Always going, but I'm bumsha. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of funny because she's just such a like waspy woman where it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is this food gross? My bad. Every time she says something like that, I'm always just like, are you serious or not? Like, <laughs> Why are yeah, you always she, sarcastic? She really looks Every pained. episode of Girls, I was just like, what are you trying to convey right now with that tone? It's they, like, sorry, never mind. They finally get on the bus. It's a really janky looking bus. It's um, a bus. But they talk about how like dirty it looks and, and um, Alice, Alice and Buck. And Charlotte goes, oh, look out. And she kind of swipes her sweatshirt. She goes, there was a bug on you. Can you believe that? This this bus, like, that's so nasty. And they sit in the very, very back. 
and so. um, Elizabeth is where like, all the bugs are. Obviously, <laughs> Elizabeth is like, I cannot get rid of this pain. I feel so bad. My head is just like on fire. What the fuck? And Charlotte says, Well, do you need some more Advil? I got that. And she's Don't like, Yeah, I'll just take a few more, and it's gonna be fine. And she takes like six. Yeah, oh. she. <laughs> Charlotte pours, like, a few out of the medicine bottle, and she just grabs them. She's mm-hmm. shoving them in, and then she drinks probably a whole liter of water. Oh, And my. so Charlotte is pretty stunned in watching this, and the bus departs. We're out on the open road now, and she is still doing really, really bad. She feels So they're awful. off the bus. No, they're on the no, bus. No, they're on their way on the bus. Oh, but the, the bus, bus is got now got traveling, okay. and Elizabeth is freaking out. Uh, she feels very, very sick. She turns to Charlotte and she says, I need a bathroom. I need a bathroom Dude, can you imagine getting that sick in a country that foreign to you? So, it gets worse. Uh, she can't go to the bathroom, obviously. The bus driver's really mean and, like, won't let them stop uh, and get off the bus. He's like, no, we gotta keep driving. They also don't speak English, so it's kind of hard for them to communicate. Mm. And they find one of the passengers that kind of does speak English to try and help them and... She's like, I need a bathroom. I have to get off the bus right now. I'm going to shit myself. Oh. Wow. She's just saying, like, I can't hold it. I'm literally going to shit myself on this bus. I'm going to... And she's crying. Oh. It's really sad. Yeah. Oh, that is sad. She waddles off the bus after they've coaxed the driver into stopping it. Oh, I was like, did she shit herself? Is that why she's waddling? (laughs) She didn't show it, but I think it's implied that she might have not made it all the way off the bus. She says, like, really, really slowly get off the bus. And then she poops on the side of the road, and then we see the bus driver angrily, like, sloshing water all along the steps of the bus, like oh, he's cleaning no. it. And really, Charlotte comes in, she's she's a hero. She's like, you know what? You need to shut up about my friend pooping <laughs> on your bus. I will say, that would be a crazy thing for someone you just slept with and had yeah. a fling with, is to help clean up their shit off a bus. Well, Charlotte's <laughs> like, like I've, I don't worry, I've seen worse, I took care of my mother for all those years, I can yeah, take care of you. that's nice. Yeah. I was gonna say, imagine being the bus driver. <laughs> it's just, all very your job done, get these people from point A to yeah. point B. People won't stop shit like, on your steps. Fun, sexy romp <laughs> between two, the two of them. These two Americans yeah. just <laughs> Yeah. From hooking up in a hotel room to shitting on a bus. It's Typical really Americans, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> they get back on the bus and it's, as they're walking onto the bus, one of the women on it hands her one of those face masks and she hands it to Elizabeth, and she's like, please wear oh, this. She doesn't say yeah. it, but the, the guy who's their translator is like, it's not for you, it's for them, please yeah. wear it. And it's it's sad because it's mostly now that Elizabeth is very scared. She mm. saw that one guy getting really sick, yeah. and now she is fearing for herself. Yeah. Uh, they give her some more water, she downs that water, she freaking out about the pain in her head and and she's like it's on fire it's like my brain's gonna explode she's yelling and crying everyone's kind of freaked out by her and um charlotte does her best to calm her down she's like we're gonna play a game we're going to name composers um by the letters of the alphabet okay go yeah and it kind of works for a second it, it works through D. Yeah. Oh. It looks like, so like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like maybe Elizabeth is gonna doze off. Then she wakes up anew with a brand new wave of pain, and is just like freaking out. She's like, "I'm gonna throw up. We have to open this window right now. I'm gonna throw up all over the place." 
She doesn't make it to opening the window, and she barfs all over the window. It's oh. yellow and egg yolk-like. It's Ew. disgusting. It looks awful. And she's really appalled by what just happened. And then Charlotte looks at the vomit on the window, and she says, Oh my God, are those bugs? Yeah, those are dude. bugs. And there's little maggoty bugs in the vomit, like a lot of them. And the vomit is entirely maggots. Yeah, and she's like, oh my god, I'm dying. Oh my god, this is horrible. She starts screaming on the bus. Everybody oh, on the so bus gross. starts freaking out and yelling that they need to be thrown off the bus. The bus driver is like yelling back at them. It looks like uh, Elizabeth's head is going to explode. She keeps holding it. Finally, they throw them off the bus. They throw them off the bus and Damn. chuck their luggage out there. The nice man who's trying to help them says, when we get to the next stop, I'll try and send help. You guys can walk to the nearest town. It's a couple miles that way. What Charlotte, a good citizen. He's a good citizen. Charlotte goes down fighting, too. She's screaming at the bus driver. And then it's a really nice moment of uh, the windows on the bus go down. That sounded like that's I just was going to start saying <laughs> Sorry. The windows on the bus roll down and uh, hands come out holding water. So, like, the, the bus passengers are passing That's water nice. to them, and so Charlotte runs and she grabs the water, and the bus leaves them there, and so they're stuck there with their luggage just thrown on the ground, and they they need to get to a hospital. That's, that's goal number one. She's holding all their stuff, and she's walking Elizabeth along a pretty scenic-looking area. It's, it's very deserted. Uh, we're in, like, a canyon. There's mountains. There's water by them, the side. Um... And as they're walking, Elizabeth is still doing really, really bad. It's from the trailer. She's like, something's wrong with me. Yeah, Something is right. really, really wrong with me. And she's itching her arm. I did not think this would happen so fast. Yeah, it's pretty fast. She's yeah. itching her arm and she's like, it's inside me. Something's alive inside of me. It's going to get me. And they look at her arm and there's a shit ton of bumps crawling yeah. around in her arm like all the way up it. Yes. And she's, they're screaming. They're both screaming. And then black beetles pop out of Ew, her forearm. they pop out of her skin. There's blood everywhere. It's she like the barks and there are spiders all in her bark. Oh, yes. oh my god. The bugs are like covering her whole arm. That and part's not in the trailer. No. Oh she's screaming, like freaking out obviously as you would. And I'd be fine with it. <laughs> And Charlotte says, well, you know what you have to do, and pulls out a meat cleaver. Right. And she takes... But they're, like, in her throat and stomach. They're, yeah, but it's, like, mostly but her But now arm. it's her arm is, and, and Charlotte says, oh, my God, your fingers. What's wrong with your fingers? What's wrong with your arm? And hands the cleaver to her. So that she can't play the cello anymore. She chops ah. off her arm, but as she's and chopping it, it goes black. And you know what happens next? They rewind. It's a rewind. Oh, that's exciting. I like rewinds. They rewind yes. all the way back to when they are waking up from the night of oh, love making. Oh, this is so exciting. In the bedroom from kind of a hidden perspective of Charlotte. <gasps> yes. Where she pulls out the aspirin that she gives her. It's not actually aspirin. It's medicine that she used to give to her mom where it says side effects may include hallucinations. Yeah. They also see her at the um, the restaurant where there's meat cleavers in the background, so she grabbed a meat cleaver from there. Mm. Also, on her phone on the bus, looking up how to make a homemade arm tourniquet on her phone. 
and um, all the way back to where she hands her the meat cleaver and she chops off her whole arm. So was the vomit a hallucination too? Everything was a hallucination. She vomited, but there were no bugs in her vomit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, okay. like, the guy in the hotel, his vomit was normal. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was gross, but it was normal. <laughs> it was still eggy. Yeah. Once again, forgot to mention that the chapter that immediately begins after they've woken up from uh, uh, their night together, it says detour. It's called the detour. Ooh. Yes. So um, we have the mission, detour, and now it is... And the detour is before the rewind starts. The detour is, yes, before okay. the rewind starts. The rewind starts at the end of detour uh, because we go through this entire moment of realizing that it has all been an elaborate plan on Charlotte's behalf. Awesome. To get her to cut off her hand. Ah! Uh, and, and there's really some cool moments of seeing Allison Williams being like, your arm, your arm, yeah. and, it's like, cool. and, and then her acting like is really bad. And her acting like, is really bad. It's uh, it's nowhere near as good as the, you know, I can't give you the keys, right, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Jillian doesn't get that reference. I, I, I know what it's from. I think her acting is bad on purpose, I know the purpose, plot though. of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Her acting's bad on purpose, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the point in the movie, though, where I yell at, you can't trust Allison Williams. Um, also my entire review on Letterboxd is, if you yell out predictions along the way, they will come true. Ooh, fun. Because I yelled out so many things along the way of watching this movie, and they all completely Instead of the perfection, it could be the prediction. The prediction, indeed. It is the prediction. So after she has cut off her arm during the second rewind, where we see that her arm is completely normal, there are no bugs on it, there is no vomity bugs... Allison Williams really does have this comical-looking cleaver, and she's like, you know what you have to do yeah, now, yeah. and hands it to her. She successfully does chop off her hand. Do uh, they show it really grotesquely? No. Okay. No. Instead, it says, three weeks later, Boston. And so Boston is where the Bakoff, Bakoff? Is where the Bakoff Academy is, and they are greeting, it's Anton and Paloma, the uh, leaders of the Bakoff Academy. They are greeting Shang Li, who is the winner of that thing they were doing in China. Mm. She is now going to be their next. And she's Was it the one that was on the left? It yeah. was. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and she's really young, yeah? She's yeah. a baby. She's like 13, and they're showing her the chapel room, which is this big, acoustically perfect room with a yellow yoke-like circle on the back wall oh, that... that's what she sits in front yes, of, yeah. that you kind of frame the performer oh, in front of. Uh-huh. Um, and he asks Shang Li to stand in front of it and to sing an A-sharp perfectly, and she does, indicating that she's got perfect pitch, and gotcha. she's just a prodigy herself, and you hear it reverberate around the room. They're showing her, like, around the area and kind of telling her mother, who's there with her, she's going to live with us now um, while we train her, we're going to treat her just like she was one of our own. Um, you don't have to worry about a thing. And then her mother, you know, tearfully but happily gets in a cab and leaves. And now Shang Li is, you know, part of the academy. Cool. That evening, there is a doorbell ring. And, um, and Anton gets up to go answer it. He says, hello, who's there? There's no answer. Just another doorbell ring. Finally, he has to go out, trudge out to the front gate in the snow, and um, there is Elizabeth, and he says, what's oh. going on? Uh, Elizabeth, where were you? We've he can't lo- see that her arm's gone? We've been looking for you, and when he gets close enough, he sees that she only has a stump left on her arm. And he's like, what? 
happened? No, what happened? And they take her in to the room to talk to him and Paloma about it. And she explains that when the police found me, there was blood all over me and my arm was gone and I was on a ton of drugs and there's no case against Charlotte because I'm the one who took the drugs willingly and I'm the one who cut off my own hands. So Charlotte kind of dipped. They said they looked for her, but she'd already left the country. Oh my! Did she come out there just to get Charlotte to chop her or to get Elizabeth to like, chop her <laughs> That's a that's a long game right there. That's a long <laughs> game right there. She's devastated naturally. Wow. Her entire career gone before her very eyes. There's no one to be held responsible because yeah, she did guzzle those Advil wow. willingly and take them, and then she was abandoned on the side of the Chinese highway. This is the halfway point. What? It's a short movie, y'all. Wow. I feel like nothing is happening. I feel like I have no idea where this is going to go now. Okay. You don't, and you can't. <laughs> but it is the prediction. Uh, yeah, okay. Make your guesses. I still want magic to be involved somehow. I do very much. But now that I know about like the hallucinogenic drugs, now I feel like it's less likely... But I think maybe she'll drug someone else. Maybe she'll drug them, and then that's when she'll sex hope, murder them. I sex hope that the new, I hope that the new like thirteen year old girl gets revenge on Elsa for the other girl. My mind kind of went there, and I watched it. I was like, this prodigy must get revenge on this prodigy. She will cut the hand off of she this is prodigy. The new prodigy. She will Are there other the children that we see in this academy? You've met all the characters except oh. for two henchmen. Henchmen. There's not even like kids no, running around in the background. No, we did meet them earlier. We didn't really talk. It's not really that important of a part. There's two other like teachers who are a part of the mm. academy. They're just like lower teachers. They're not the owners of the academy, and they're gonna come in in the next scene. Yeah. Okay. And the, what, uh, henchmen are they secret right now? I just call, that, that those are the and that's what I called them because I couldn't think of music teacher. <laughs> I was like, so the fact that there's multiple teachers implies that there's other children. Right. <laughs> or else all the teachers are just sitting like around waiting four, for Shang Li. Four adults standing around one 13-year-old coaching. Well, I think that there are other kids in the yeah. academy. We Shang Li. Like, never see them. Yeah. yeah which, we never yeah. see them. Okay. That makes sense. I just wanted to clarify. Do they all, it's all kinds of music, yes? Music academy. I would it's the whiplash academy. anything about that. They, this is not an orchestra, and really, it is all about Is it an umbrella academy, but for musicians? Pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like it. Okay. Yeah. Stray away from any ideas about that. <laughs> okay. So then, more I just wanted to get a concept of everything before I guessed stuff. So, I'm thinking less likely that there's magic involved, but Allison is very... Sorry. Charlotte is very... Clearly trying to F shit up, but she left the country now. Wait, what country? China or America? She's in America now. Okay. Okay. Do you have predictions? You can go first if you have stuff. I said the 13-year-old gets revenge on the other one. (laughs) She takes the place as the new prodigy by chopping off Allison Williams' other hand. (laughs) I think there's going to be a big battle between the two because Charlotte wants to be Oh, someone still has to end up in the restraints on the bed. True that. Oh, there's restraints on beds in the trailer? Yeah. Someone's, like, feet are being restrained on, like, a hospital bed. Oh, like the... the Did we already see that? that We'll get to that, but, yeah. So, I'm thinking that there's gonna be, not a battle, but obviously, Charlotte is still... She's got some underlying resentment, because the first thing she did when her mom died was go try to chop off some girl's hand. 
So I'm thinking... We all cope in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm thinking that the next move on her calendar, since she doesn't have a job, apparently, is to go mess with Shang Li. Yeah. Because she wants to be the best. She wants to be the perfection. And... See, stupid title. <laughs> Did they ever say it in the movie? Yes. Okay. yes. Really? Well, that's okay. exciting. I think they're going to say it about Shang Li and not she about... She is the perfection. <laughs> yeah. You are the rejection. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end line of the movie. I love that. Oh, I don't know. I want the music teachers to help somehow, but I don't think they are. Honestly, this is a little bit more cut and dry than I thought it was going to be. That was all pretty predictable. Even though I not it to say was? not to say I predicted it, but like the fact that she was hallucinating was yeah. not that far fetched. Oh, that it just wasn't outlandish. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna get outlandish. Oh, but, yeah. but real outlandish. Yep. Ooh. Uh, what do you think that the next? Well, act I really is well, I really <laughs> magic. There's no it's, magic. It's gonna make you go wow. Yeah, it's gonna make me wish that there was magic. To someone's it. someone's balls are getting cut off. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Good. Okay. <laughs> So, start of second act, Anton kicks Elizabeth out of the academy. He like, is saying, I'm so sorry. It's pretty cordial. I'm so aww. sorry that you don't have a hand anymore, but you're useless to me. And me, her family. That's what she says. That's what she says. I know. Me and Paloma will even pay for an apartment for you in Boston, Ugh. but we just need for you to not be here. Oh, that's harsh. You're kind of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> The and other students are scared of you. <laughs> she says, no, Anton, I can teach. I can be a teacher. And he says, we already have Theus and Jeffrey. Those are really stupid names. Those the are the henchmen. <laughs> Those are their real names. I thought you were just making them up. No. no. We already have Theus and Jeffrey. And she's got a very sad line of, Anton, if you accept me in the community, everyone will accept me. And he's a hard ass. And he's like, I'm sorry. No. That's arts for ya. That's arts for ya. <laughs> you need to get out of my home. And so he kicks her out, and now we are in Minneapolis. Okay. Charlotte's got a pretty nice home. And who's on the run from Chinese Yeah, parties. she's wearing, like, a really nice sweater. She's chopping tomatoes really daintily. Is she chopping them the way her friend chopped her arm off? No, but no, I was, like... Cleaver. I was really, oh, like, God. wondering. I was like, are you going to do something weird with those tomatoes? Are you going to, like, put them in a bowl separate from the salad leaves? <laughs> <laughs> Instead, uh... She just hears noises coming from different ends of the house, and... She's looking down the hallway, and, oh, it's nothing. Then she turns around, Elizabeth is there, and knocks her down to the ground. <gasps> oh, she no way! She beats her ass. She, like, yeah. mob kicks her in the stomach. Tasers her! She tasers With her, that's right. let's go! <laughs> and then she presses her boot on her mouth. Ooh! And it looks like she's maybe gonna, like, pop her head like a No, grape. cut her arm off, idiot! <laughs> Cut her arm off. But then an arm cuts to arm. black. We're back in, at back off. It's late at night. They're driving up to the gate of the academy, and Elizabeth is already there waiting for them at the gate. She's standing. Anton like, and Paloma are driving up. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth is standing um, in front of her car and kind of staring them down. She Holy looks pretty... Shit. Scary, like she means business, and um, Anton's like, stay here in the car, pull a moment to get out and see what's going on. And he's like, Elizabeth, I'm really sorry things had to be the way that they are, but what are you doing here? 
And she's like, I'm here to come back home because I have something that you want. And he says, what do I want? And he says, you want her. You want Charlotte. And now I have something and now I can come home. As what? And he says, where is she? And she says, she's in the trunk of my car. The next thing we see is Charlotte waking up all dirty and nasty in the living room area of Becca. And she's in, like, the study. She's on a couch. There are some flashes in her mind uh, where we do see... It's been interspersed at different times during the movie as well. These flashbacks to her time in a mental hospital where her head has been shaved and she has had electroshock therapy with the things all hooked up to her naked scalp. And she has also tried to kill herself before, too, where she's got these really big scars on her wrist, and mm. we see, like, the blood dripping in the bathtub. So that that comes up now, too, where she's imagining that as she is talking to Anton, and as she is talking to him... Anton was saying, you know, you, you're a little bit crazy, you're not well. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Does he say this to Charlotte? To Charlotte. Okay. Um, Elizabeth's not well, and I'm here to save her. Anton says, what are you trying to save her from? And she says, from you. And Anton kind of laughs and scoffs, but then he gets a really serious look, and we get a flashback of her when she was really young at Backoff. She's in the, what is it called, the temple? The chapel. The chapel. And she's a young girl. He sent her to the hospital. And he's... Um, she's practicing with him in there and he's kind of coaching her on her practicing and she has a really worried look on her face. She's trying to play this really intricate piece of music which is called The Perfection. Mm. Uh, And she messes up. He says, all right, well, you know what happens next. I gotta bring Jeffrey and Theus in here. So I already see that Kayleen and Jillian are looking at each other. They know what's gonna happen. So trigger warning for all listeners. Mm Mm-hmm. Huge trigger warning at this point for the rest of the movie. Theus and Jeffrey walk in. They look really, like, brutish. Is Theus a guy, too? Yes. Yeah, so. They step, they sit down, and they're watching her really judging and condescendingly, and she looks really scared. And Anton says, you messed up, and you've disrespected what we do here. You've disrespected the music. We have to pay for our mistakes, don't we? Because if we're perfect, then we're closer to God. And you already have your tattoo, which is what's supposed to make you, like, a connection to God. And also when she sleeps with Elizabeth earlier in the movie, she sees on the back of Elizabeth Mm. that Elizabeth has this tattoo Mm -hmm. as well. It's an eighth note on the back of the shoulder. They say, you got this tattoo, which means that you're allowed to play here, and if you disrespect that, then you need to pay the price. Why do we need to be perfect? And she says, because it's what's expected of us. And then Anton shows up. Fully naked, and it is implied that they're going to rape her as punishment. Mm-hmm. Now it is back, to, the flashback is over, and it is current Charlotte struggling for her life as she's being carried by these men. They've got her, oh. they're grabbing her. So she she's, wasn't able to, like, run away in time? She wasn't nope. a, no, she was pretty knocked out from uh, Elizabeth. Because uh, she was in the trunk of the car. And she was on the couch, and she was confronted by all of them all at once. And so when she wakes up, she now is very dolled up. She's wearing a beautiful red gown. She's got her hair, like, perfectly flipped up and curled in a necklace. And she's 
pretty much concert attire ready, uh-huh. very, very made up, and she is sitting in that shot of that perfect circle in the chapel, yeah. and she is told, you are now going to play the perfection. Oh, no. Because of what you did, because you are ours at the moment, uh, we have you, you are going to play it, and if you mess up, you know what happens. However, if you mess up this time, we're going to take it out on Shang Li. And they bring Shang Li in. Shang Li doesn't know what the fuck is up. She thinks oh, she's just no. there to see Shang Li a little play. baby. And she's so excited to come and watch this uh, this no. legend of the school play for her. And Charlotte is teary-eyed and freaking out and sitting there in this seat. And they say, you need to calm down, otherwise you're not going to play perfectly. And you're going to play perfectly because if you don't, you know what will happen to Shang Li. But also if you do, if you do play perfectly, we will let you go. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth is there, and she's all dolled up, and she looks triumphant, like, ha-ha, you're getting what you're owed. And she says, Elizabeth, like, you need to help me. Like, this is wrong. Like, you were attacked, too. You know that this is wrong. I was going to say, doesn't Elizabeth have the same experience? Yeah, she did. She did. Mm -hmm. And so that's why Charlotte has stepped in to try and save her. That's why she, the only way that Elizabeth was not going to be able to play for them is if she didn't have an arm. The only reason that Charlotte was able to get out of this situation was because her mom got sick. Mm. And it was when her mom was sick that she then went through all of the... After her mom died, she then had to go through all that extensive therapy to really try and cope with what had happened to her as a kid because she was horribly gang-raped for years Why for not being a perfectionist. Why would they give her shock therapy? Isn't that, like, ancient? People still use shock People therapy. People still use it, but... They say that it's actually at times helpful for people. And it's not really, like, shock. It's, like, electro... Like, yeah, it's like I would so, say yes and no. The only reason I, I I'm it's fine different with, than it used to be. Yes. Well, okay, so I'm fine with shock therapy if that's what is prescribed to you by your doctor and that's what gets you. The only thing I take issue with in this film is that it was clearly like she is crazy. Yeah. This yeah. is the most elaborate form of therapy we could put on screen, as opposed to you know talking and right or and like having a full conversation. Yeah, or just like prescriptions. Of course. So instead, it's it's really dramatic and it's yeah. her having her head shaved. We see the shot of the razor going against her skull Mm -hmm. several times we see the electrodes being put on her head Mm -hmm. so really therapy is a lot different than that in many regards but they wanted to make it visual so they Mm. they gave us shock therapy i see and so she says to elizabeth like you know that this is wrong right and elizabeth looks at her and says no i this is my family this is my home and i do all that because i'm able to play such beautiful music so if that's what it takes, then I'm happy for it, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. And before I forget, because I've forgotten the past three times to tell you what act this is called, this act is called Home. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Not that it's relevant, but I really liked that aspect of this film, yeah. that there were acts. Mm-hmm. So, she now is forced to play it. Um, as they are all filing in, it is Anton, Paloma, Shang Li sitting in the front, and I think Anton or Paloma says to Elizabeth, they're like, you know how this goes. This is our formal ceremony. You get the drinks ready. And so she is the one making them drinks all on the side. And she's, she's passing out drinks. Theus and Jeffrey come in and they sit down. And they now all are sitting there with their scotch. And they're ready to watch Miss Charlotte play mm-hmm. the cello for them. She plays really well. It's a really interesting piece. What's really cool about this movie is that they show the actresses playing the cello, like, the whole way. 
I don't know how they did that, mm. because I don't expect so, that they know how to play the cello. Well, I imagine it must be like the Marty McFly thing, where they, they teach them the whole thing, but then the real cellist plays it. She plays almost to the end without messing up, and then she messes up one note. It's a little bit flat, and what's really cool is that, I don't think that Courtney saw it, but the camera shakes a little bit when she messes up. Oh. And she gets a really scared look on her face as she's playing, and... Anton kind of sighs, and he realizes that she's made a mistake. And he says, Okay, well, you know what happens now. Uh, Shang Li, it's past your bedtime. You gotta go. And Shang Li gets to leave. And he says, You don't really think I'd make somebody else pay for your own mistake, right? Obviously, you're gonna be the one who gets in trouble, and they string her up by her arms. Mm -hmm. And Anton says, Jeffrey, Theus, call me when she stops fighting. 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 And he leaves. And, um, you want me to say this part? Yeah, I didn't want to say this. <laughs> um, I feel like movies, like, especially nowadays and especially horror or thriller, whatever, just do shit like this to try to get a rise out of people. There's they do no it. rhyme or reason. No. They're like, how cool would it be if we made sex as a punishment? Like, how yeah. about we don't? And though? it's a man directing a story about violence against women and yeah. I was not down for it. Yeah. I really wasn't. And uh it's cheap, but I called not dibs on this. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. was like, I don't want to talk about this. It yeah. makes me really uncomfortable and sad. So Yeah. Theus and Jeffrey are getting closer um to her. Elizabeth is also gonna join in on the gang rape. What? She's like, I'm gonna go first, guys. And she takes out her stump and she's like, This uh. it really hurt when you chopped off my hand. Maybe I'll try to make this oh hurt just, like, goodness. half as much. Yeah, and it's too much. She looks like she's going to go, you know, start using her stump. Uh, and then Theus and Jeffrey start coughing. They're <gasps> coughing. They're choking. They're, they're holding their throats, and they crumble to the floor unconscious and dead. Fuck yeah. And actually... It's a rewind! They Take it back rewind. now, y'all. <laughs> one cough this time. Kimmy made that joke. I did. One cough this time. <laughs> one cough this time. They rewind all the way back to when Elizabeth was in um, Charlotte's house and she has her boot over her foot. Ooh. Boot over her face. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Boot over her face. Boot over her foot. And she says, you know, I should kill you right now, but you were right. And they kind of do a flashback. Yes. Um, no, they, just, they rewind again. They rewind so, again. Wait, they rewind again okay, from so the we rewind? Were, yes, when we were watching it and all of a sudden they're lying face down and it starts to rewind, I was like, we're going to rewind all the way to when they're on the side of the road and she's chopping off her hand. But they stop halfway. They only rewind to when she's broken into her home uh -huh. in Minneapolis. But then when she's there and she's got her foot on her face, she goes... You were right. And then they rewind again. So and they, they could have just cut that out. We're smart enough, basically, is what oh, you're saying. Well, no, we'll we're not smart enough. Oh, okay. This movie explains everything yeah. to you. Okay. Um, they get back to where they're, she's just chopped off her arm. She's mm -hmm. covered in blood, and she says, this was the only way that you wouldn't have to have any use for you anymore. When you go back there and you want to go back to your home, he's not going to be there for you. But I'll always be there for you. And Which is really sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's back, we're back <laughs> Aww, in Minneapolis. Typical love story. <laughs> we're back in Minneapolis, and she says, you were right the whole time I went back there, and we can't let that happen again. And 
Charlotte looks at her and she goes, you're right. And, oh, this, that's not the part I'm laughing about. The part. The, the other part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the part. I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, so they kind of strap up and they get ready and it shows them, you know, putting... Don't say strap up when you're talking about lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Uh, it shows that they've kind of, like, hatched this whole plan to take down Black Ops Academy. Paloma comes into the study where Anton is, and she says, Anton, and he's like, what, is it time now? And he turns around, and Paloma is standing there. She's peeing herself. She's peeing herself? Yeah, and he's like, You heard her correct. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't, like, exaggerating. Wait, wait, is she clothed? Yeah. Yes. She's just peeing herself? <laughs> Would you let me finish what's going to happen? She, How else do you pee yourself? <laughs> Naked, I don't know. Um, Sex thing, I don't know. She, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's like, what's wrong, Paloma? And out pops Charlotte and Elizabeth all geared up in their gray sweatshirts looking super sick. And Paloma has a knife in her back. And she falls oh. down. And he's like, what's going on? This is wrong. And <laughs> Murder is bad. And then he starts to apologize. He says, I was wrong. You know, I I shouldn't have done all those things. I'm a sick person. I'm uh. so sick. And they're like, yeah, we'll show you how sick you are. And then I don't think that, that's not a direct quote. I mean, honestly, <laughs> any, direct, she got from any direct quote from this whole rest of the movie is bad. Yeah. And then um, Charlotte pulls off her hair. Huh? She's been wearing a wig this whole time, and she actually has a dope-ass butch haircut. Is it because her hair is still growing out from the electroshock? Yes. Yeah. Yep. But yep. it's also, like, her hair was short to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a bob, right? Yeah, yes. a bob. Jillian's got pretty short hair. I would believe you grew that hair after some yeah. electroshock. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, she could have just cut her hair short. Like, he, does, he hasn't seen her in ten years. He, she could have just had short hair. And yeah. also, also, <laughs> uh... She was unconscious and they dolled her up. They put makeup on her, they put a nice dress on her, and they yeah. curled her hair. I was just They're thinking like, that. Hair, oh my god. This hair is really like hard I don't know if it keeps moving. Maybe it was. Maybe for the there. dudes out there, maybe your husband was the one that curled her hair. She's like, no, guys, I got this. Ooh, that's a good point. All right, yeah. I can like curl her hair. Curling someone's hair is very personal. Please leave the room. Henchman, I don't think you'd be good at it. They attack Anton. They have all these like knives and stuff. I think. Also, the (laughs) final act of the movie is called duet. Nice. I liked that. That's cool. They're kind of trying to take him down. You could call the final act of us duet. Just saying. Bye. Um. Eh? Are you talking about him and his friend? I'm talking about the part with the scissor dancing. (laughs) Sounds right. Oh my god, you're talking about us. As soon as I'm you so said lost. that, I pictured get out. She said, she said that like, you could call the end of us that, and then she said scissor dancing, which was terrible. Oh. And then she thought she was talking about get out instead of the movie. Yes. Oh, I got you. That's what Julian's here for. <laughs> just to clarify, I, I, I knew you were like we're translate. Going with that. Four brains, well, one heart. The last right. like two minutes of this movie are fucking donkers. Yeah. <laughs> <So> they're donkers. <laughs> Um, bonkers is too pure of a it's, word for this. It's, uh, 1219, if oh. anyone was wondering why we're like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for the rest of this movie, guys. Can I say this line? Yeah, what did she say? We get a ridiculous line from Elizabeth where she is, is holding the same meat cleaver from China. Oh, and she goes, I know what we should do. Let's chop off his balls. <gasps> we'll sell them as trinkets. I you're right. Yeah. But just the line, we'll sell them as trinkets. That's awesome. Yes. As they're kicking his ass, they're kind of not kicking his ass. He's yeah. fighting back a whole lot. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He knocks Charlotte to the ground. She's kind of like dazed for a second um, while she tries to like regain full awareness. Anton has kind of gotten at um, Elizabeth. I oh, know. And Elizabeth's on the ground and she's like, Charlotte, help me, help me. You got to get him. And he turns back around, and Charlotte tries to block uh, Elizabeth with her arm, and he stabs her, like, right through the forearm, and then oh. drags the knife all the way down to her elbow. Is it, like, through her scar? Through, it's through her oh, whole it's arm. it's through her whole But is it, like, tracing her scar? It's, it's not, not really, really important, important that, Okay. No. Instead, it's, it's a full Gerald's Game moment Ooh. of a slice through... The bone through everything. Her yeah. arm is like there's not an arm anymore. No. Yeah. Me and Courtney were like, ah, like while we were watching it. But Elizabeth comes out of nowhere and knocks Anton to the floor with a fire poker. Yeah. And she says, "This is for what you did to me, and this is what for what you did to Charlotte." And she's whacking him, and like you're never gonna do. I don't know what she said at the last part. <laughs> it's cheesy. You're never going to do it to us again. And they yeah. scream and yell and, you know, vengeance and triumph and they fucking whack his ass. You know? But not before we cut to one of the last shots of the movie. It was, it's the second to last shot of Anton, no legs, no arms, mouth sewn shut. Whoa. No eyes. They have no imme- eyes? Yeah, he has, they they really immediately cut to that? Yeah, yeah. as they're slicing, it like slices and it cuts to black, and then as it opens up in the next shot, it is him, and it's grotesque, and it's yeah. horrific, and it's... All it's he's a, got yeah. really is his ears. He's only got his ears. Oh. So that he can hear. And they're in the chapel now, and Elizabeth and Charlotte show up all dressed up, and they go and get a cello. Charlotte doesn't have her left arm anymore, and uh, Elizabeth obviously doesn't have her right so they play the cello together, oh. and one of them uses their so hands beautiful. to play the notes, and the other one uses the bow. It's a duet, get it? And it's implied that ew, they... Ew, 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 oh. They're I'm showing me a picture. picture. Mm-hmm. It freaks me out a whole lot. Their faces look very strange. They look like they're not happy. They no, look they... like they're wax statues of themselves. They're super they happy, happy, guys. And it's cut... They don't actually play any music during this part. Like, the uh, there's no audio during this part, but I think it's implied that they play the perfection... Whoa. Perfectly, perfectly, as if, like, without even skipping a bit. Is she not wearing a shirt? They yeah, she is. Wearing a shirt, I, yes. like, I like her haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, ideally now the two of them are gonna travel the world playing together as one. It's a very short film, and it's got kind of a lot of unnecessary twists and turns, I yeah. would say. It's... I kind of liked the idea that they were going for, but the execution was just kind of force-feeding. Mm. Kimmy had a lot of issues with the script as well. Oh, the mm. script was really bad, and I, I've not... So it's over now. That well, was, yeah, the, the last shot was them, like, going on tour together. 
Oh, no, no they, I they was kidding about them going on tour. Oh, okay, okay. The last shot the last is shot them, them really scarily looking into Anton's okay. no eyes and, and playing the perfection perfectly as pretty much one body. I want them to go on tour in the sequel. See, sure I, would like for them to, I would like for them to make it as this uh, combination. Yeah. yeah. In my I mind, thought... I'm picturing them, like, to, like, push together, like, the dragons in Quest for Camelot. Oh my gosh, I love Quest for Camelot. <laughs> have, I know exactly no, but have you ever seen videos of people playing duo cello? Like, it happens. They, you know. Where one person holds and, like, does the... Yeah, there's, yeah. like, acrobatic cello is... This bitch always talking about videos. But, like, the, but, like the way it looks in the video, like, looks like they they formed one person. Yeah. They are That's tied together in the looks hip. in real life. You know, or someone stands behind them and plays the strings. Interesting. And, yeah, it's, yeah. like, it's a comedic act, where but they actually play really well hmm. um, huh. in real life. Yeah. No, it's like the thing where someone puts their arms through your arms. And I was just going to say, like, a ratatouille <laughs> situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just thought that the... I haven't seen the girl who plays Elizabeth in anything else, but mm. I thought that the writing really just didn't do her any oh, favors. Yeah. And um, it's just, like, just really, like, easy choices for lines. Like, mm. way back just, when she's, seemed... like, ill, and she's, like, holding her head, and she's like, my head is on fire! It feels like it's gonna explode! It's like, how many other fucking scripts have that in there? Right. <laughs> like, this all just feels very, like, they asked... One person on the street, like, what line would you give this? And they said, this is the first thing I think of. It could be one of those things where they, like, programmed an algorithm to write yeah. the script. <laughs> yeah. It's just pretty basic. And that's why the title is so bad. You must play <laughs> yeah. the perfection. Should, should we rate this before we talk more about... You are the perfection. <laughs> are we ready? Mm-hmm. Three, Three, two, two one. one. <gasps> wow, guys. Ooh. Kimmy, you drew a guitar, but I think it's, it's meant to be a cello. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ukulele. Jillian drew a sad face. I drew, I drew nothing. A face barfing eggs. <laughs> I drew a number. My face is after the barfing eggs. Wow, guys. We have a new queen of lowest ranks. <laughs> Jillian gave this a... Three... And we all gave it a four. Yeah, yeah, which also this is hilarious because if Jillian wasn't here, it'd be the first time ever. We all got the exact <laughs> that same would be score. The first time ever. ever. <laughs> you guys this again? Yeah, Bye, actually, Jillian. we're gonna cut all of Jillian's parts out. All right, let's start with the two who haven't seen this. Okay, uh, you go first. Lowest score. So I gave it a low score of three. <laughs> <laughs> because, sorry, I was stretching. Uh, because I think that things that stories that have like rape and stuff are awful unless it's done really well yeah and like i agree there's like a good message and so i automatically wanted it to be a low score (laughs) (laughs) uh and everything about what you guys said makes me not ever want to watch it (laughs) 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 so i gave it a three yeah yeah Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I mean, like what I said earlier, I think a lot of movies just think that, you know, sex and sexual abuse are very shocking and they want to include Mm. it in their thriller or horror film. And I think nine times out of ten it doesn't serve the purpose of the story and nine times out of ten it doesn't need to be shown at all. So that obviously makes it lower. But I just think in general, all the things you kind of just said before this about like script doesn't seem great... Seems weirdly short for all the content they're trying to stuff into it. I'm sure the acting is great, because I, I really like Allison Williams and the other girl I haven't seen in anything, but you like her. I'm, she sounds great. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a lot of the, <laughs> pun, notes that they're trying <laughs> to hit. 
I can see where they're going, and there is a lot of interesting visuals that you guys said that I would be intrigued to see, but it seems like they just didn't really know how to do it right, and I don't want to see something that isn't put together well when it seems like a film that really falls apart if the thread is not there. So, For someone who hasn't seen the movie, our sentiments are exactly the same cool. <laughs> as someone who has seen it. I have a lot of issue with violence against women in film when it doesn't serve, serve any story. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And this this is the exact example and epitome of, of no just a, a male director and a male writer being like, wouldn't that be crazy? Can you imagine if girls were like raised in this horrible situation? Yeah. And it's just, just so that they can have a rape revenge story. Right. Because that's all that it comes down to in the end. Uh, the reason I gave it so high of a score <laughs> of four more than me. is because the first half was just a fun, wild ride. That's what it sounded I was like. like what is happening? And what I really would have appreciated would be is if Allison Williams had been evil. I love your guys' opinion of maybe, or your uh, idea of it being a, a magic story. I wish there was magic. I wish I had gotten some That's magic. That's the real reason I gave it a three, is I was like, <laughs> no magic in And there was no sex murder. There was still sex. And there they was murder. So That's yeah. true. You're right. Jillian, you're sex right. Sex partners <laughs> murdered each other so much. Yeah. And also just that, those those ending shots, they really skeeved me out. It reminded me of that movie Tusk. Oh. Tusk scares Where me. Where things are all put together disgustingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People turning into walruses. Anyways. Justin Long doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. Uh, I, it's not a good movie. Uh, a four, though, I'm like, you were silly. Yeah. And and honestly, if we, if we just look at the first three acts and if we look at it before all of the rape, uh, it's it's a fun wild ride because it's it's ridiculous and it knows it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If it had not included that, if it instead had been uh, that the, the people of the Music Academy wanted to turn them into robots or something, it would have been great. Yeah. But instead having it be about like three gross old men hurting 13-year-old girls, I was disgusted and I hated it. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll change my rating to like a three point five. I think that the beginning being so fun and lighthearted is why I have such an issue. Drastic too. turn. Because, because yeah. like and like they they market it for like the first half of the movie. They do, yeah. And then yeah. they like I'm gonna trick you yeah. into watching this terrible rape stuff that I'm like, don't yeah. do that to women. <laughs> yeah. It's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a four because I thought about giving it lower, but um. You know, touching uh, I'm not going to touch on anything that you guys said because, you know, I, I reflect those sentiments. But something else is that I feel like it's in the same vein of Velvet Buzzsaw where it's trying to be experimental. Uh, yeah. Like, I like that they tried, you know, the rewind shit even though we really didn't need it. And it was certainly not a movie they expected it to be. So I I appreciate the fact that they're trying to try something a little bit, you know, experimental, but kind of like Velvet Buzzsaw doesn't seem to pan out. Like, they don't mm-hmm. have all the ingredients that they need to make it really good. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, surprised. It, it certainly turned out to be an unexpected twist, even though I was like, oh, we already got a twist. It's like, there's right. another twist, right. you know? So uh, that's why I didn't give it lower. Um, but yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, to close this week, uh, what are you going to add to your watch list, and what do you recommend for our listeners? Um, So my watch list is just rated R movies that I haven't seen until now, because I just started watching them. What were the next ones you had just told Uh, me about? I said that the next ones I want to watch are The Big Sick and Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yeah. Oh my god, 
this. Okay, we it started. It makes me sad that both of us have been rated R and off your radar there before. <laughs> because dang, Jillian, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. We sick, especially because I went to the comedy tour for the show, like before the movie. Instead of doing press, they did a comedy tour, Ooh. and I went to the comedy tour, so I saw all of the people in the movie oh, do stand up together. Zoe did it. Yeah. A queen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jillian, what do you recommend? Um, so earlier we were talking about Tremors, which yeah. you haven't seen. And that's a great movie with Kevin Bacon and Reba and other people, but they're not as important in real life. It just sounds uh, wacky from what you said. Oh, yeah, I want to so watch it's like, it. It's like these people that live in like the middle of nowhere Nevada where it's like the smallest town ever. And there's like these <laughs> prehistoric like giant worms under the ground that start like coming up and eating people. And, like, they have to, like, try to figure out how to get out of the town without, like, alerting the worm things to, like... It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I, I do want to watch it, They're going to kill you. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. It's so For my watch list, I would like to re-watch Zero Dark Thirty. Ooh. Jessica. I've only seen it once. I'm, you know, really missing out on some <laughs> Jessica Chastain in my life. <laughs> I know. I just need some more. Um, and I just saw a clip of it the other day, and I was like, she's so fucking good. Mm. <laughs> and Where did you see the clip? On Instagram. Nice. I would follow um, this Instagram called Film Enthusiasts. And for my recommendation, I'm going to recommend Get Out. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's also just really well made. And it's the one where Allison Williams is in it and and she is the villain (laughs) yes yeah Yeah, i I feel bad for allison williams in this movie because i think that she's like a fairly talented actress yeah i agree i just this was just like not the way to go like i don't know who signed her up for this but like Mm -hmm. she should have she should have said no (laughs) (laughs) but i think she's a big draw of that movie i don't think a lot of people would have seen it i would not have watched it if she wasn't in it yeah because i knew who she was yeah so i was like i wonder what her paycheck was Forty-five cents. Uh, so for, poor, everyone. <laughs> for my watch list, yeah, and my recommendation, I'm just gonna just jump on that Florence Pugh train, y'all. Oof. Uh, there's this BBC original miniseries called The Little Drummer Girl. Oh yes, heard of. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch it. I didn't know it was a John Le Carre spy novel, and uh, where it's she's I guess she's an actress who's been recruited into this spy syndicate to do spy stuff. And I would really like to watch it. I don't know where I'm going to be able to, but I would like to try because so down for her right now. And I also do think that this movie goes in line kind of of um, a manipulative woman centered film that I'm going to recommend is Lady Macbeth. Nice. Mm -hmm. I love Macbeth. And so getting this, uh, it it really has nothing to do with Macbeth. It's just this idea of this woman who is like a strong manipulative woman. Uh, kind of like pulling the, the puppet strings of the men in her life, uh, and that's Florence Pugh in this film, and it is so good, nice. so I really recommend that. Was that the first Florence Pugh thing you saw? It is. Awesome. My uh, watch list, which I brought up briefly to you guys, I to the listeners, I basically had brought it up because I wanted to see if it was plausible for an episode, and if not, I wasn't, and if it was, I wasn't going to put it on my watch list, but... I heard a podcast the other day talking about, they were talking about um, Office Space and Fight Club and Train Spotting. And I've never seen Train Spotting, and I don't really know anything about it, and I got a little bit of a glimpse into what it's about, and now I want to see it, because I know that's a pretty famous movie, and I mm-hmm. don't, I really, really don't know anything about it. And I like Ewan McGregor, 
Were they so, talking all like '90s movies or something? Transgressive fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were. Well, they were talking specifically about Office Space, but then also like related themes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And then on my recommendations list, this is a movie I was thinking about before we recorded because I was thinking of thrillers that I really like. I don't know if this one holds up because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I really loved it at the time, is the movie Deja Vu starring Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. And there's this dope scene in it where he's chasing this guy. It's, It's just like one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It's so creative. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. He basically gets this device that has um, access to the cameras on the freeway, and he's following who he thinks is like a murderer or, or someone about to set up a heist, but it's he's following footage from a couple days ago. So he's like wearing this headpiece and it's like a car chase scene, oh. but he's driving in a different time, so he has to avoid cars in real time while also chasing a car in the past. That's... Mm. No, <laughs> it's very something. cool. That's it's super dangerous. Cool. It's, oh, it's very dangerous. <laughs> um, but it's like one of the most unique scenes I've ever seen in a film. It's awesome. And um, I have very fond memories of the movie. I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe it's not as good as I remember, but go watch it if you haven't seen it. Cool. Anyways, thank you so much, Jillian, for being on Yay! this week. Yay! Claps for Jillian. Thank our you. second guest star. We've loved having you here. Thanks. But now you must get out of our home. Okay, bye. Mostly <laughs> so she doesn't die of cat fumes. Yes. <laughs> Join us next week for... bum ba bum We are going to do what we have already talked about a little bit. The movie Crawl. Crawl. About gators or crocodiles or both? We will see. Me and Courtney will explain it to the Kimmy. Right in with what your favorite kind of gator is. Is it a gator or a crocodile? (laughs) And also, what's your favorite kind of crocodile? I love gators so much. Is it a lizard or is it a dragon? Oh, I love lizards so much. (laughs) Do you want to sign us off? Say anything. Literally, you could even say no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Catch you later, alligator. Oh my god.